morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, November 21st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to look at a passage from Romans today, but before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that in the midst of all the chaos of life, we can come to you in comfort. We know that in pain and in difficulty, you are present that you have chosen to be with us even when things are hard. May we remember this and may we find hope in it. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage is from the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, verses 28 through 39. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, how are you and what's been bringing you joy lately? Um, I'm doing great. I was thinking about, because I knew you were going to ask this, so here's the weird thing bringing me joy. I have started making my girls hot chocolate like on the stove, right, mm-hmm. with Hershey's cocoa and like with peppermint, and they love it. And it takes very little energy, but to like make them something um, that they love. Like Ryan was doing homework, she was like, please make me some. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. It gives me a lot of joy. They need me so little, I guess, these uh-huh. days that it's nice that there's something I can do for them in that way. So that that's, brings me a lot of joy. That's so lovely. <laughs> so that's wholesome, but so I mean, it's wholesome. very true. Uh, what about you? What's bringing you joy? Uh, it's bringing me so much joy and so much stress all at the same time of Allie and I leave on vacation tomorrow. And I just like 
usually I'm very uh, organized on what we're doing and things like that. And I have a couple of things, but we're kind of winging this. <laughs> I'm not packed. We're leaving tomorrow morning. I don't even think Allie's packed, which really, usually she's like packed a week out. So it's uh, it's joyful and it'll be wonderful once we're on the plane. Well, the thing that Brett isn't telling you, dear listener, is that he has a big birthday coming up this weekend and he will be 30. That's true. That's and, uh, true. You bring it's... me a lot of joy, so I'm really glad you were born. Born 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. As opposed to some people who are old and 50. <laughs> That's me, That's... not anyone else. Tara's 50. She's not old. Uh, <laughs> but to our scripture, Paul is talking about that wonderful word that has created so much conversation and controversy, predestined. But in this passage, in this scripture, in this letter, what is Paul talking? What is he trying to communicate uh, with that word? Yeah, I think you made a good distinction there from the beginning. This is not the doctrine of predestination that Calvin fully developed. It is... Um, used in Calvin's doctrine. Mm -hmm. But here, I think it might help if we can think in terms of how Romans is organized to understand what he means. And Romans is widely considered a summation of all of Paul's theology and Mm -hmm. thinking, and it is that, but it's also an occasional letter. And what I mean by that is there were issues in the Roman church around division, you know, social division, economic division, religious division. And so he writes this letter to them. And he starts after, you know, kind of the prologue by talking about how only God is righteous and that, you know, we don't come anywhere near God's righteousness. And so this passage moves to the idea that it is only through faith in Christ that we can be anything, that we can be made right, in right relationship with God. And so when he talks about being predestined, it's a hope for the people that he's writing to because he's telling them, God has chosen you. Mm -hmm. You have been elected for this life of faith. Mm -hmm. All you've had to do is believe. And so there is a purpose that I think and a comfort that comes from knowing that God has chosen us for a certain way, a certain task, a certain work. And that I also think that this is like the 50,000 foot view. Um, He's not talking about, um, you know, all of those uh, good things coming in terms of like, I get the right business deal and nothing bad will ever happen to the people I care about. What Mm -hmm. he means is that those final things, the big things, God works for good in those for us who he has chosen. Um, And, you know, the... The hard part about predestination as a doctrine is that we've used it to try and say, well, who isn't chosen exactly? That's not it. If you have been offered the name of Jesus Christ and you have said yes in faith, there you go. God has chosen you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think think that that, uh, the word that you use that I kept coming back to that I think Paul is trying to communicate is comfort, right? Uh, That this is before, earlier in this chapter uh, and earlier in this book, he's talking uh, about suffering. Um, he's talking about the suffering that will come in this world. And, you know, for the church in Rome, they're suffering because of division, as you talked about. They're suffering because they're in Rome, and empire. we know <laughs> yeah, an empire. And, uh, and they need reassurance of when you are in, you know, the, the capital of, of the great empire, the capital of the domination of the, of the thing that seems to 
that will never fall, right? Uh, Paul is reminding them uh, of God's sovereignty uh, and also God's sovereignty to each individual in the terms of predestination that each person has been chosen, that this is uh, in the difficulties that will inevitably come. Uh, You you know, he mentions the good things in the verse before and then before that, uh, not in the scripture. He talks about the suffering that will inevitably come, uh, that you have been chosen in the midst of, of all of that. And to me, that's a great comfort, right? That that is something to hold on to in the midst of the incredible difficulties that, that you have been chosen by God. And I, I love that you point out that this is, you know, the, you know, the theological term for that is double predestination of, you know, we take this and we're like, well, who's in and who's out. And it's like, just focus on the gift that you have been given and be humbled by that gift. And sometimes it helps me, um, when I'm going through difficulty to remember that, um, in some way, that's the way life is. It's the way it's supposed to be. And once I can accept that, then I rely on God to bring me comfort and to bring growth and to bring those million little, you know, gifts, even in the time of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think Paul is trying to frame um, what this life of faith is like and, uh, and give them comfort in that. And I think he does it. I mean, I read probably Romans 38 and 39, almost all the funerals yeah. that I conduct. Um, because it helps me remember that if God has chosen you, then nothing you do will separate you from Christ. Not because of you, but because of Christ. Yeah. I'm going to end with a quote from Charles Spurgeon, who has written, We have all things and abound, not because I have a good store of money in the bank, not because I have skill and wit with which to win my bread, but because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday to talk about a passage from 1 Kings. But now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.